God who gives you this patience and encouragement help you live in complete harmony with each other, as is fitting for followers of Jesus Christ. Romans 15, 5. Strikers, as we complete Season 5, what encouraged you this season? Let us find out next on The Mighty Anvil. You are my smith. Forge me into the servant that you would have me be. Hit me hard enough to brush the scale and impurities from my life. Draw out my life to the length that you would have it. Make me tough enough to resist persecution, and temper me so that I am hard enough to withstand temptation. Lord, as I go through life, put me back in the fire from time to time to repair me as I get blemished with sin. And when my life is over, and the fires of life are all quenched, grant me a home with you in heaven. Amen. Amen. Hey, Alan. Uh, it's welcome. Been a long time. <laughs> right, long it's time. been a yeah, while. Yeah. I got people going. Uh, did something happen oh, to the podcast? So, <laughs> yeah, uh, we're the website was down for a couple of days. Too. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah, for a second. Um, but it's all. It's we're good. We're good. Yeah, so right on. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a couple. We've been busy. Uh, I've been mm-hmm. Finland. Had some other things come up that I had to take care of. So, uh, but we're back. So we're going to wrap up season five today. And then next week we'll uh, kick we'll off uh, season probably six. Probably give them a preview of season six and what that's going to be about. Yeah, that's uh, yeah for sure. All right, so uh, we're going to go through the brushing. So what do you got going on at Grace Point Family Church? Grace Point Family Church. Uh, sorry, I was going to say Sunday, June the fourth. I believe it's a Saturday. We will have our serve day. Um, that is a day that you can choose any area to serve, whether that be in the food pantry, street side showers, bring the light ministries. Um, wherever your passion is, we want you to come out, serve with us. Um, you can sign up on the website or find more information on the website as well, uh, gracepointfamilychurch.com. And uh, after that, we actually have a sports ministry that's coming up. Um, it's a new thing that, that, that the uh, staff of the church has been talking about. So uh, we're going to be, you know, I think this time around is going to be focusing more on baseball. But uh, we have, you know, thoughts about soccer, basketball, um, just anything to get our, our youth in the community involved. And that is June the 18th. Um, you can find more details on the Grace Point Family Church website. Right on. For ELC, we have coming up um, uh, Encounter Night, Encounter Worship Night is uh, June 1st. That is where we get to uh, get in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And uh, June 21st through 24th, Tuesday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Vacation Bible Study. And it's the Cosmic Quest. So get your kids signed up for that and uh, for Embrace events coming up. Um, June 8th, uh, Child to Family Connections. Uh, this is going to be taking place at Preston Wood Church. And this is an event where you will get to meet kids that have been uh, adopted or put into foster families. And you get to hear their stories along with the families just to kind of connect them together and, and get a, a feel for what's going on. But that's June 8th um, at Prestonwood Baptist Church. And I will have a link in the uh, show notes. It will for it's for tickets. So it's a free event, but they just want to know how many people are coming. So, yeah, uh, sign up for that and then, uh, go check it out. It sounds going to be pretty cool. Hear a lot of testimonies out of that one, I'm sure. Yes, yeah. uh, I will be uh, in 
LA Dream Center or at okay. the LA Dream Center that week, so I will not be able to attend. But uh, a little news on that: we listen are fully funded. Nice. Last week we decided that it would be a good thing for Caden to join us. Okay. So we, you know, kind of last minute we figured we would have to pay for it, yeah. and uh, you know, it's 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 a eighteen hundred dollars. Uh, so we signed him up on Tuesday. On Wednesday, it was fully funded. We didn't have to pay a dime. Wow! No way. Uh, that's so awesome. I, I feel like that's it's supposed to be. So yeah, definitely. But uh, all right, so let's get to going on recap of this of this uh, season five that we just uh, ended, or we ended a couple of weeks ago. But now we're slacking over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> so the first person that we have on is uh, Bick Whitener, and I pulled the section on this for a couple of reasons. One. Truly amazed at the honor that Big showed us by driving from Alabama to here for the podcast. I thought yeah. he was coming up here for different reasons and just kind of wrapping, you know, putting us into it. Mm-hmm. But it was strictly for this. And wow. so, um, but the whole series is on the armor of God. And uh, from day one, when uh, the armor of God was, you know, well, I could actually, when I started thinking about the series, I knew that Bick, I, I wanted Bick to talk about the Bible yeah. because of his, uh, you know, I keep hearing biblically illiterate in my head when, uh, we, when it comes to learning the Bible and that where we are in America, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just something that we, we need to work on. So, um, let's take a listen to Bick and, uh, we'll be right back. All right, Chuck, your job is to keep me out of the rabbit hole, all right? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's oh, no. Bad, that's <laughs> bad because you know how I like rabbit holes. You got it? So. I have, well, let me start by saying I am the most blessed man in America. I've lived in nine states. I've worked for the president of five insurance companies or company or companies that sold goods and services to insurance companies. Uh, I am a poor country boy from Virginia. I grew up in a little town with 2,000 people in it, 2,300 or so. Uh, I, I knew how to go out uh, at 5 a.m. for the 5 a.m. milking with my grandfather uh, and how to ride the cow back to the house with him carrying the milk buckets before I knew how to ride a bike. Uh, and yet... God has graced me with the responsibility and the privilege of walking places that young people today uh, graduating from universities with MBAs would love to walk. Why me? Unqualified. Absolutely unqualified. But he did. With that said... By the way... And it wonderful that God qualifies who he calls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> even, the, even the country boy from the Old Dominion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's wonderful and it's amazing. It is. Because, because it flies in the face of everything that you're told today. No, absolutely. But I sit here at 67 years old. You didn't hear that, <laughs> did you? Uh, and, 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 and I can tell you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade any of it for anything anything so so when you've lived as many places as i have uh and you've met as many people as i have and you've served the lord with gladness in as many churches 
as I have, you start to realize that complete under not complete um deep hmm. understanding uh, of the scripture and the biblical principles uh, is wanting. Okay, and you know uh, I, I'll, I'll choose my favorite whipping boy, and Chuck and I've talked about this, and Scott, I think you and I've talked about this, but. Um, Jesus directly tells us not to worry. Mm-hmm. So, so I turn to everybody. I turn. I turn to the strikers. Uh, I turn to Chuck. I turn to Scott. Uh, in the last five days, have you worried about something? <laughs> if you've got the if you've got the word worry in your house, and it's not sitting in a Webster's dictionary, I encourage you. Strike that word from your vocabulary, because God tells us not to. He okay? commands us not to. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, He commands us don't do it. And and so as you sit there and you look at people wringing their hands over, pick anything. I can't have the car I want. Wringing their hands over my house. I need a bigger house. Wringing my hands over. To describing Frisco problems. <laughs> I'm, I'm describing first world That's right. problems uh, Frisco just happens to be a leading indicator in first world <laughs> and we're back uh, yeah so again thanks to Bick and uh, bringing uh, his word uh, that was one of the longest episodes that we've had uh, Chuck was appreciated on there as well because he can definitely ask some questions but um, yeah so we have one of your guys or one of your pools yes uh, so mine's not in any specific order but uh, my first one pool that I have is from episode 6 uh, when we talked about the breastplate of righteousness and um, it starts I, I want to say that uh, he was the first person to kind of talk about um, not just the first note on the on the point of the armor of God, but uh, mention that it's an action, that it's something you have to do and be conscious of every day, and actually make a step towards you know making sure that this happens. Um, and I think the you know the obviously the the, the words are to put on the full armor of God. Um, so it, it was Dan. Dan was I think yep. was the clip that I pulled. But um, yeah, and I don't think Dan was actually the first one to mention it. I know I, I'm pretty sure Brian mentioned it in his episode too, along with. Um, Oh, forgetting his name right now. I can see his face. But forgetting his name. But, uh, yeah, I, I, there were several guys that we had uh, this season that did mention um, the action of putting on the armor of God and mentioning that it's not just, you know, you don't jump out of bed and it's already on. Just like now, you don't jump out of bed and you're dressed right. for the day. You, got, you have to you know, brush your teeth and brush your hair and shower if you feel like it. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully, yes. But, uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's take a listen. What do you think the correlation is between the uh, breastplate, between righteousness and the breastplate? Why did they go there with with righteousness? So, uh, think of the breastplate as salvation, and it's given to repentant sinners, right? So, as you've repented of your sins and accepted Christ, you 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 get the opportunity. So that's the if you look at the the action verb. To put on the full armor of God doesn't mean you wear it every day. You actually have to physically put it on. And so adorning 
the breastplate for me is is a spiritual and a physical representation of guarding my heart and my soul and my spirit from deception and evil uh and and really to to understand that like on the front of that armor is is Christ so if you think of like a crest that we were thinking like and I know you were talking about medieval times like my moniker for Christ is on the front so that the enemy knows who I am and knows whose I am. And as long as that's guarding my heart, whatever weapon formed against me will not prosper. So anything that he shoots at me, it's not going to be, it, it, it will basically be ineffective. That's the way that I look at it from the correlation. Um, the other thing I was going to put in there, cause I wrote this down was the reason why you put on the breastplate of righteousness and you aren't self-righteous. We talked about being passive and active and understanding good and understanding the law of the land is not sufficient enough to guard you from Satan. So when you choose to put on Christ's breastplate of righteousness, you understand that my righteousness alone is not sufficient to protect me. And God says, here's mine. You wear it. So how do we put on the breastplate of righteousness? So uh, when we used to talk about this, I would think of like physically putting it on. And and what that, the reason why I think it's important to go over each one of the pieces is when you put on the belt of truth and it's firmly in place, then you know that your righteousness is centered around God's truth and it's not you being self-righteous for your own attempts and your ability to press God and those type of things. So when I, when I think of seeing myself in Christ, I think of, I have to put on the armor of God to be able to make that reference because it gives, I think of it as like, it gives me the ability to, to, to feel his righteousness when I put it on and if he's dwelling in me and around me and through me and all of those things, I begin to sort of see it as a physical. It's not so much a spiritual breastplate and, and without it, I think you become just kind of open in a sense of anything that the devil could throw at you. You no longer have this ability to, to fight it off. So if you don't put it on and know that, you know, as I've, as I've adorned myself in this armor, I'm going out to battle, I'm obeying your word and I'm following the path that you've created for my life. I think those declarations is kind of how you assert that you have it on. That's why I don't think you should really be passive about putting on any of the armor of God. It shouldn't be, it should be something that you kind of assert daily. Cause that's what I said when it, when he tells you to put it on, it's an instruction. It's not, Oh, well, don't worry. You have it on from yesterday. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I find it interesting. We're well, not interesting, but it is the point is made. It says put on your armor and you, it, that's implying that it's not on. Yeah. And uh, that we have to be physically and mentally, well, physically, I guess that wouldn't work because we're putting on well, the yeah. spiritual armor of God, but yeah. uh, physically, uh, I wouldn't mind walking around in an armor suit. That would be pretty cool. That would pretty, be pretty cool. As a matter of fact, your wedding, we should have gotten that suit. Oh, instead yeah. of <laughs> yeah. instead of instead of the the tux yes <laughs> yeah the tux but uh yeah so uh appreciate dan for being on and his wisdom that he brings you know all the time so yeah, he researched a lot uh this one uh this is my pool here it is michael delafinia 
Della Femina? Della Femina? Yes. I'll get it right one of these days. I love that guy. But he talks about the root in this one and getting down to the root of your of your issue that you need to, you know, work through. And if you don't get that root, then it can always kind of you can you think you pulled it up, but then a couple of years later it yeah. raises up another weed that you have to work and deal with. So uh, let's take a listen to Michael and uh, we'll be right back. What uh, what are some tools that you use in the morning to pull yourself out of that? Oh, what man. You, what would you say to someone who yeah. is dealing with that? Uh, that's a great question. I, I feel like I've tried it all. <laughs> um, there's a lot. I, the best thing, I, the best advice I can give somebody ever is f- as best as you can is f- try to find as deep as you can the root. So sometimes, a lot of times we keep, we don't get to the, the the deepest thing right away. It takes time. But I would say is do your best and just find as far as you can go. Is the reason you don't get up in the morning because you're in physical pain? Is it because you have emotional pain? Is it because you feel groggy and depressed? Is it because you have PTSD and and you and you wake up scared? Whatever the case may be, I'm not going to solve my muscular issue with psychiatric help. I'm not going to solve my mental problems with protein powder. You need to understand the problem to have the correct solution. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I would say as best as you can, you don't have to have all the answers, but just get as close as you can to that. And I would say then start looking into people that you know align with your belief systems and have some knowledge in the area and find just a couple things to start. It doesn't have to be perfect. doesn't have to be even right at, at first. Just start the process. Get the ball rolling. And my best advice is get something to keep you moving forward every day. If there's one thing I've learned how to do through all this, I have mastered not perfected, but master the art of moving forward. And so I, I like to get this picture. Um, and I'm giving you, I, I can give a couple of practicals, but the reason I didn't give practicals is because I don't want to give protein powder to the, to the, the person who needs yeah. the psychiatric right. or tell the psychiatric person that, you know, hey, just do some push Well, actually push-ups might help in that sense too. But, uh, but anyway, so like, I don't want to, I don't want to give one size fits all. I just right. don't believe in that. It's, sure. Yeah. Uh, it's not, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I would say. There's always a way to move forward. I, I live by the phrase, God's giving you everything in this moment to get to your next moment. It's good. And sometimes it is moment by moment. And what I would say is, I don't know, I think I forgot what I was, oh, moving forward. I get this image, right, of a platoon doing their their mile run, right? Just imagine a platoon. Think it like even, uh, remember the Titans? Classic, right? Oh, yeah. They're yeah. running through the forest, their football team, Right. And okay, so you start strong and you're like, all right, we got this. Feel good. Feel good. And imagine the guy at the end who's struggling about halfway through. And and he just means he starts slowing down. He starts falling behind. He starts falling behind. And let's say he even has some extra push in him. Let's say he's like, all right, I'm going to come on. He gets a little farther back up to the end of the line and he's good. Okay, but then he falls back and he gets to the place where he falls to the ground and he's like, I got nothing left. I got nothing left. I'm done. Like I, like I literally, my body hurts. My heart's coming out of my chest. I'm demotivated. This is not worth it. It would be easier just to stop. And his buddy from the end of the line gets out of line, comes beside him. And he, and he said, what's wrong? He goes, I can't go any farther. And he's like, I, I said, yes, you can get up and run. I can't run. He said, okay, then get up and walk. 
okay, let's get walking. So he gets up and he starts walking. And then eventually it hurts so much, he drops again. What happened? I can't walk anymore. Okay, so crawl. Okay, so I start crawling. He start crawling towards the finish line. And then he stops and breaks down again. And he says, what's wrong? Man, I, 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 can't, I can't even move. My, 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 my knees hurt. I'm trying to crawl on my hands. He said, okay, lay on your belly and go inch by inch, centimeter by centimeter. Just keep moving forward. I will drag you if I have to, but we will cross that finish line. And that's an idea that it doesn't always, every day doesn't have to look like you're running. Every day doesn't have to look like you're walking. Every day doesn't have to even look like you're crawling. You just have to, as best as you can, inch by inch, centimeter by centimeter, millimeter by millimeter, just keep moving forward. And if that means that someone has to come along, Jeff, so my business, one of, or one of my businesses, MJD Bridge Building, came from a term um, that Jeff was for me, my counselor, that person who said he never leave my, he was a bridge builder for me. I had point A where I was and point B where I needed to be. He bridged the gap. Mm-hmm. He bridged the gap. He, he provided what I could not. And in bridge building is about someone coming alongside you to say, hey, look, like you need, mo- like you, you, this is what you provide. Okay, what, what can't you provide? I can't provide the effort and the mode. I don't know how to keep moving forward. Then I will be that for you. But there's only there's only a part that you can play. And there's only a part that I can pray. But together we will get from point A over the bridge to point B. And it's just about moving forward. In the morning, there are days where I literally say, Michael, what can you what can you do? So what I would say there, there's a there's a mindset in a, a podcast if you on our business that we call it's called I can do that, and it's and, it, and it's one of our influential leaders talking about we're always focused on what we can't do. What can you do? Yeah. And so I wake up in the morning and I go, Michael, what can you do? Listening to that episode and knowing that he has gone through most of his life mm-hmm. without having peace, yeah. but then prayed peace over me. And I'm not saying I don't ever not have, I don't, that I'm uh, uh, never not uneasy at times, but for the most part, I can come back and go, hey, you know, uh, I know that my peace lies in God, and just to focus on that, and those moments don't last very long. But just my, hearing Michael's story, that was just, it was amazing. So, Yeah, uh, and actually, to piggyback off, that was one of my polls too, um, was, and it was a question about why peace was associated with the sandals, and Michael brought up Matthew 8.23, where Jesus was in the boat um, with the disciples and Jesus was down in the bottom sleeping and there's a storm raging on. Um, And he kind of said that it doesn't matter what I walk into, uh, what walks up to me or around me, that God's got me. He also mentioned later on that, um, you know, Scripture says that the Jesus is a light unto our feet and a light unto my path. So um, it's not about, it's also, it, it tells about where we are in the present and also where we're going. So a light under my feet, where we are in the present, and then a light to my path shows me where I'm going. Um, after his episode, uh, Michael's episode, I mean, even going to uh, Grace Point and having the men's meeting there, um, there were a lot of guys that actually came up and were like, man, his episode was amazing. His, the testimony at the end was really powerful. Uh, and I, again, I, I agree, to, to, to have all that time and not have not know what peace is or you know to hear about it but not right. actually feel not it. feeling it yeah yeah and then to finally start to feel it and start to understand you know god's love for everybody and and love for yourself um is is pretty powerful yeah well, let's take a listen to michael again and uh, we'll be right back 
you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for this podcast and our other podcasts the weekend from A to Z. So if you're about to start a podcast, lift Anchor with Anchor FM and set sail on your new adventures. Why do you think peace is associated with the sandals? Hmm. Well, I, I was I always associated shoes obviously with walking. Mm-hmm. And uh I I think sometimes we walk with burdens, we walk with stress, we walk with fears, we walk into things with a mindset or a belief that something's wrong and that we're in danger. But not just that we're in danger, but that within that danger there's there's no light at the end of the tunnel and i think walking into something with the mindset of it doesn't matter what i face god's got it or walking into this this storm if you will right um, matthew 8 32 23 i'm sorry matthew 8 23 uh, when jesus is in the boat and the storm is going on around and and he's sleeping because they're moving they're moving but it doesn't matter what's around them as they move because God, know, Jesus knows that everything's okay. And I think that that's similar to the sandals, is that they represent an aspect of walking through your life with a belief and faith that doesn't matter what I walk into, what walks up to me, what's around me, that there's going to be an aspect that as long as I walk in with the belief that God's got me and I got him and I could face the largest Goliaths or I could have the most sunny, peaceful days. Either way, God's got it. And so I can rest in that. Within that faith, I can rest in the fact that I am protected, I am provided for, and I am seen um, my entire life. Wow, that was well said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, uh, peace is, uh, you know, putting the sandals on and I'm not having to worry about the stones and the pebbles that I'm walking on. But it kind of, after I say that, it kind of does make sense. I know, and there's there's reassurance that um, that I can walk in, that I'm not going to step on a stone and it's going right. to hurt. So, and those things in life, those are the stones, right? Mm-hmm. So, interesting. It's good too. Yeah. Well, that part of it though, I've never, actually, that's a good point. I never thought about if I didn't have shoes on, you know, the ground which I walked on would be painful. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's just as much profound. I, I, I that's a, I, over the years I've thought about this, you know, where it says the shoes of peace and the armor of God. Many times I've never, ever thought of that because <laughs> I've always thought, say, you know, well, it, it's always in reference to being a warrior. And so when you look at the armor as a warrior, um, in my mind, I don't even think about the, the, the pebbles that are underneath my foot. I think about war, who I'm going to war against. And so in, in regards to having something under your feet, um, I love that because, again, it's protection from not just what you're facing, but but the very ground in which you stand on. And I think that's a great representation of saying it's not just about walking what I'm going to face as I walk, but it's also about what, what, what gives me conflict and plane in which I, in where I stand. 
because it's not always what that what we're about to face, but it's also what we're facing in this moment, right? Um, it's it's like it's like it's like where he says the, the lamp is the light into my feet, the lamp into my feet, and the light into my path. That to me, I've always saw that as addressing two things: where you are and where you're going, mm-hmm. right? Because it's talking about where your feet are. The lamp into my feet is not talking about walking; it's talking about where I'm standing. So it's showing you where you are, and then and then the light into my path. The path is showing you where to go. And so the cool thing about what you just said is like the rep that's the coolest thing about God is every there is no there is no minuscule detail that's that's insignificant. Yeah. And so just the aspect of a shoe keeping you from a pebble is protecting you where you are. And then walking forward is protecting you to where you're going. So I think that's a great that's a great point. Yeah, wow, you uh, definitely put some seasoning on that. I like that. that, was, that was Italian awesome. seasoning Italian is really what that was. It's, it's, it's not it's only for my ethnicity, but also on all my food. Italian seasoning goes on it. All right, so my next person or next clip is uh, is Blake Strum. And I'm going to have him back on because, you know, he he's and I... He's fun I've, to talk to. Yeah, he's fun to talk <laughs> yeah. to. Uh, he's got some interesting uh, outtakes or looks upon different areas of the Christian walk. Uh, I've had lunch with him a couple times, and that was what kind of sparked the interest on getting him mm-hmm. to come in. But uh, in this particular clip, he talks about uh, the purpose of Jesus or his purpose uh, coming to this life and who he was. Um, yeah, I, I, he's a center of our faith, and uh, you know, I, I thought it was important and it was a, a really cool note on how uh, how he saw, but this was um, getting to know your pastors. This was yeah. outside the um, the armor of God uh, episodes, but this is still in season five. But yeah, something that uh, I, I was going through and listening to, and was like, yeah, I want to grab that and, and share it with again. I think it's important to hear. So let's take a listen to uh, Blake, and uh, we'll be right back. And so for. Th- whether it's you know whether it's within your career or whether you, you find yourself as a church leader and you find yourself in that season where it's just it's that it's that struggle of like of again notoriety may not even be the best word but that that struggle of why isn't this taking off the way why is my business not taking off the way I want it to be why you know why why is it such a hard time let's just keep it simple why is it so hard to have friends sometimes it's hard to have especially as a, as an adult an adult male develop meaningful friendships or you know, why are these things not taking off first thing I would say is just like the psalmist, take a step back and look at what you, your Lord and Savior did. Look at what look what he he went through. There were seasons within his own three and a half year ministry where there were seasons of isolation, where there were seasons of not necessarily having the biggest following. In the moment that it mattered most, in the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus came back to them and goes, "You guys couldn't pray with me for an hour. <laughs> you couldn't be with me for an hour." But within that, there was something about who Jesus, obviously he's, he's Jesus, he's Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior of Earth. But within that, there's something about the character of Jesus that despite having those moments, he was able to then turn around and go, Lord, not my will, but yours be done. There was just a divine perspective that Jesus brought with him and that he carried with him in his time here on Earth. <clears throat> that helped him understand that just because in the natural or right in front of him, there wasn't the result that he wanted or he knew was coming. He knew why he was sent. And as a, as a, as a leader, as a man, as a husband, as a father, 
I think we got to pause sometimes and remember why we were sent. So uh, for our next clip, um, I had my pull from season four, uh, or episode, season four, episode four, <laughs> targeting about the helmet of salvation. We had uh, Mr. Alistair Hunt on with us, and um, we talked about different learning methods. He mentioned that um, his big learning method was music, um, and then also kind of delved into being a DJ and how he was able to control the crowd uh, with music. Um, it then you know, we kind of turn the conversation on, on ourselves and what it is that we're listening to. And being that, you know, if you can control a crowd with music, um, then the music can also can kind of control us and what it is that we're listening to. So I think it's important to understand, like, what it is we're listening to. Not just music, but, um, you know, any any kind of media that's out there. Uh, podcasts, radio, What are you television. filling yourself with? Yeah, what are you filling yourself with? Because that's what's going to come out in times of stress. Uh, and then later on, he also um, talked about his steps on how he keeps focused on God. And he mentioned the two boxes, uh, one box of things he can control and another box of things he can't control. And anything that he can't control, um, he's like, well, that's the box that I give to God and, and let God handle it. So I think it was uh, really neat to kind of hear that. And um, hopefully, you know, somebody else out there can kind of go, oh, yeah, that, that, I can relate to that. It makes sense. Yeah, you know, when uh, the topic of uh, what you put into yourself, uh, I we talked, I don't know if I mentioned it, in the podcast, but I have been going through not anything. I've been going through listening to different kinds of music mm-hmm. uh, and a particular uh, band that I've been listening to. I love it kind of has a melancholy feel to it. And, uh, you know, a weekend of listening because I was getting ready for their concert, just kind of listening to their stuff and listening to. And I noticed that I was feeling kind of down yeah. And, yeah. and melancholy and, um, you know, I listen to Christian music a lot as well, and I balance everything out. And I could tell the difference between how uh, I feel. And it was weird. It was a, it was a, a moment in time. It's like, wow, this, you know, you hear people like, yeah, that, that, you can listen to whatever. It's not going to affect you, but it actually does, it does. affect you. It does. Uh, because one, that, that voice in your head keeps going. And when you're not listening to anything, you might hear that music. But it's, man, I really do think that that is a key into watching what you put in. Now, uh, when it comes to this topic, it's I try to be aware of that so sure. that I my my thought process isn't focusing on the the hard times or whatever that song might be. That um, you know, I'm just aware of that, and I think that it kind of it kind of puts a block on it is when I stop thinking about it. So. It's important, uh, I think, for everybody out there. You know, take a listen to what you're listening to. Take a listen to what you're listening to. Yeah, that take works. a listen to what you're listening to. <laughs> you know, and kind of pay attention to what's uh, what words are going into uh, your head and seeing if they stick around a little bit longer. Uh, and if you, you know, show uh, an experiment. You know, maybe listen to a little secular music and see, you know, how that makes you feel compared to listening to Christianity or Christian music. But hey, let's take a listen to uh, Alistair, and uh, we'll be right back. For me, music is as much about how my brain works. So I can get just as emotionally pumped up from Al Green as I can from listening to, you know, all the different Air One and listen to all the different stuff. But certain music, and I learned this as a DJ too, 
I can control the crowd and how the energy of the crowd based on the music yep, I play. Yep. There oh, were yeah. songs that we called Instructions to Fight songs, the Little John and all that kind of stuff that you knew just based on the energy and what the song was saying that there was going to be a fight that broke she out. She told me. Guaranteed. Shannon told me back in the day. I know we're going off topic. Shannon told me back in the day there was a club that they that she would go to when she was younger. And she's like, Any, this one song, there was every time they played the song, yeah. there was a fight. You knew. Every single time. I mean, Crowd's going great. Women are out there dancing. Guys are out dancing. Everybody's having a good time. This one song comes on. There's a fight. And then it was Little John too. Yeah, yeah. And the, <laughs> and the music that, that people listen to, going, getting ready to go to the club, but already get them hyped up, so they walk in looking mm-hmm. for something. So think about that on a positive side. If you're listening to uplifting music, if you're listening to music that pours into your spirit, and it helps you whatever it is that you're going through then it can have the same effect on the opposite side. And that's what really made me show that, you know, I would always, if I played one of those songs, I always play a slow dance song. I'd be like, guys, calm down, you know, go dance with somebody. Right? You yeah. know what I mean? And it would defuse. Y'all don't cut it out and I'm putting on yeah. Whitney Houston. I'm like, you got all these pretty ladies in here, y'all going to fight each other? Really? Are you thinking about what you're doing? It would always yeah. diffuse the situation. Or I'd play some reggae or I'd play something that, you know, got everything moving and I knew how to diffuse. But I had made a rule to the wherever whoever I was doing the venue, I'm not going to play more than those three of those songs at the same time because I guarantee you, sometimes when we even make it to three, it's gonna somebody's going to step on somebody's shoes, somebody's going to accidentally bump into somebody and spill the drink, but your, your spirits are in that zone, yeah. so it's all intentional. You don't even know it, right? So. Man, uh, it really is uh, so important. So when you listen to music, I don't know. Yeah. Is there something that you listen to that you can tell that? Um, yeah, there is. Uh, I know that when I, I listen to, so I'm part of the worship team at Grace Point Family Church. And so uh, listening to worship music um, before practice and then also, um, you know, getting ready on Saturday and getting ready on Sunday, it does put me in a different type of mood. Um, it does help me to focus on the good things in life, the good things that God's doing for me and not so much the bad thing I want I don't want to say bad things in life but some of the some of the the trouble that I get myself into um if you want to put it that way um you know just maybe not making the best decisions um using uh, conversations that you've had and maybe not taking the christian way out of it and just going like well here's what I think and here's why um so kind of uh, it it does have an effect so I notice that when I do listen um you know to worship music and I know sure it's not like you know, you're not going to, I'm a little self-conscious, so I'm not going to blast it in my car, but, you know, listening to it and actually like singing along with it, whether I'm by myself or with my family in the car. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it helps to put all of us in a better mood. Do you ever listen to two live crew while in the car with your family? <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't. I don't listen to two live crew. No, uh, no ice cube. No, <laughs> no Jay Z. All, right, all right. Yeah. Yeah. We... Somebody say, Hey, okay. <laughs> Sometimes, uh, we'll, <laughs> sometimes Shane and I will sing some stuff, but we'll we'll laugh. About How about it. video games or uh, TV shows? Um, video games and TV shows. The video games don't really bother me that much, um, just because I like to play fantasy games. Um, I, I you know I play like Call of Duty, um, you know Modern Warfare and stuff like that, and I, I don't have an issue with it. Um, TV shows is one thing I, I I am careful as to what it is that I'm watching. Uh, here lately, we've been in like a little crime show kick, so we'll just watch a bunch of crime stuff on Netflix. I don't have a problem with that, but like anything, and sure, I've been called, oh, don't be a baby about it, but like anything like, <laughs> you know, horror movies or, you know, when it goes like aliens, like supernatural stuff, I, I tend to steer clear of that only because 
I know I know that the way my mind works and it'll it'll run with me later when everybody else is asleep. You got to run out to the car to get something in I the gotta, dark. I got to I got to run downstairs to, you know, make sure all the doors, you know, I I do my check at night. I make sure the doors are locked and I go downstairs and now I'm thinking like, "Oh, is the boogeyman going to come out and get me or <laughs> you know, whatever the case may be." Um and then, of course, you know, we have animals in our house and so they run around. I'm like, "What is that? What's going on?" And I'm like, "Oh, what no, it's noise? it's just the cat. She's just, fine." It's never just the cat. It's, it's never, it's never just the cat. Or they sit and stare at the wall, and you're like, "Oh, what are you doing?" Yeah, See, seeing the spirits there. Yeah, but uh, I hope not. Uh, the other part that uh, in uh, Alistair's clip, um, we didn't grab it, but if you can go back and listen to the, uh, his episode, it starts around the 24 minute mark. Um, that's where he was talking about the two boxes to put uh, his uh, things that bother him or things that are of concern to him. Um, and then my last little thing, it's not a clip, but it was just like a, like a special mention I wanted to pull out and. Um, Brian Towers episode. Um, first off, congratulations to his engagement. Oh, uh, yes. Um, he announced that to us, like, while we were recording before he actually asked. And I was like, whoa, no way. And I was like, I got to tell Shannon. Breaking news. She did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is it? Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, it was a question that came up. And I don't think his question ever came up in any of the other episodes. And it was, what piece of armor... Um, from the armor of God, what piece of armor did you actually put on first? And I think it was actually a really cool question to ask. Um, I don't remember if he asked it or if it was just something that kind of came up in conversation. But I think it was like a really cool question to ask because it kind of shows everybody. It shows that everybody's walk is different. Whether you're new or you were brought up in church, raised in church, um, or was raised Catholic, and you know, kind of went from there. And or if you, you know, like Michael, he was his family is all Jewish, and he's like the first Catholic. Or not Catholic. He was the first um, Christian in his family. So kind of seeing his walk, too, and kind of asking that same question about, well, which armor piece did you think you picked up first? And there's no wrong answer. I just think it's a fun conversation to kind of have. It is. I think it was, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so go back and listen to Brian's uh, episode and check that out. Um, What do we got coming up? So coming up, we have our season six. And in season six, we will be talking about health. Uh, Physical health, spiritual health, mental health, and financial health. So we've got some great guests lined up, and I think we still have a couple of other spots to fill up. Um, there are some conversations that Scott and I need to have uh, with some uh, potential guests as well. And I think the ladies' takeover, they're going to cover um, at least a couple of those topics. So, yeah, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a, good, a good season. Good little season coming yeah, up. Yeah. So uh, how do we get connected or how they connect with us? If you want to connect with us and you have questions or comments, you may email us at mightyanvilpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at themightyanvil.com. Dot com, where you can listen to all the episodes we've got up so far. Uh, and, um, yeah, I think there, there's a, I think there's an email link on there, too. There is, yes. Yes. Yep. All right. All right. That was it. Till next time, guys. Strikers, peace out. Peace out.